Didn't think I was going to get to play this today. In fact, still about 32 seconds left in the game. I really didn't think it. It's a celebration. We're going to get into a text conversation we had with uh, our buddy Matt Steigerwald, where we both look like jackasses but right now we're just going to party about a win right 26% of our salary cap is on IR and we're 9 and 5 9 and 5 folks and on the brink of clinching a playoff spot. Browns win today down at the stadium 20-17, to as I'm sure most of you already know. We're going to get into how it happened. And then obviously we'll get into how it looks in the playoffs. And we'll go around the NFL. But let's party. I am Dan. Host of the LTL Browns postgame show. Here's my co-host, Steven, who is back from, where were you, Jacksonville? Yes. Jacksonville last week. And we're partying. What's up, Steve? How are we feeling? Oh, that's such a complicated question right now. Okay, so I, really I saw the is. text you sent. We got to get into this because I have no idea what you're referring to or talking about. But we will get into it. Well, let me preface it first by saying that you mentioned Jacksonville. We need to send yes. some good vibes their way because they're playing oh, Baltimore yeah. tonight on Sunday Night Football. We very much need a Jacksonville victory as that will not only – you mentioned us being on the doorstep of the playoff berth. A Baltimore loss tonight would put the division back on the table as well. Did you say something about good vibes? Yes. Duval. We are honorary Jags, and not just another guy. Last week I was watching Jags Browns at a Hooters in Jacksonville. Hey, it was actually my wife's idea that we go there. Go figure. That was a fun time. If you don't know this song, shame on you. Big shame. Good vibrations going out to the Jags tonight. All right, folks, let's get into it. Uh, you were about to t tell me about your text because I don't understand it. But. I mean, if you want, you want to go directly to the jugular, I mean, we might as well. So Yeah, okay. let's go. Let's rip the Band-Aid off. So, all right. I had written, basically, that this game, you know how sometimes you I've heard you say, did, did we actually win the game? Okay. Or did the score read what it actually reads? Okay. And I'm like never that guy. I'm always like a win is a win is a win. Mm -hmm. I'm not that guy today. Why? Today feels like an admission, even though they won the game, that we're just at a dead end here. What I mean by that is you mentioned the Browns have 26% of their salaried players on IR. Mm-hmm. What we saw today was is just not winning football. I mean, it's okay. The Browns managed well, to pull this game out at the very end. But what I mean by that is the Browns couldn't run the football at all today. Yes, they I were agree getting, with that. They were getting beat up in the trenches for the vast majority of the game until okay. they launched their comeback at the very end of the game. Mm -hmm. They were behind despite the fact that the Bears made multiple rather huge mistakes. Yep. including fumbling away a punt, including yep. interceptions, including fumbles. Yep. 
And despite all of that, the Browns, just by the skin of their teeth, were able to, you know, put in the big surge and win the game at the end of the game. Great. That's awesome. They're 9-5. You can't take that away from them. The fact that they are 9-5 and in spite of all of the injury trouble is incredible. And Kevin Stefanski, gold star once again. Yep. Folks, our ceiling is a first-round exit. And the only reason I'm saying that is because I think it's very unlikely that the Browns will lose on the Thursday night, the two Thursdays from now against the Jets. If we were playing a better team than the Jets on that Thursday night, I would be saying we're not going to win a game the rest of the season after today. I just... This is a very odd time for me to have a take like this. You know we played the Bengals the last week of the season, right? I don't think we're beating the Bengals. Based on the way the Bengals are playing right now, I don't even think that's even remotely possible. We never lose to the Bengals. Road game? Well, still, road game. And we lost to them on the road last year, too. Okay, so... I just... Can we go to Houston next week? I mean, okay, maybe if C.J. Stroud's not on the lineup, maybe, possibly, but even then, I think it's still dicey. I mean, Well, here's the thing. I don't know. I, the Jets are on our schedule. Yes, which is And they good. are the walking dead right now. They just lost 30 to nothing to the Dolphins. And it's a Thursday night, which we hardly ever lose on Thursday night, especially at home. The, and, so. and, and knowing, I'm pretty sure... That with the way that everything is going to shake out, now obviously I don't know for sure. But I'm pre- even if we lose next week, I'm pretty sure that by the time that game happens, the Browns are going to be in a win and you're in scenario against the Jets on that Thursday night game. Probably that crowd, knowing that, I think no matter how crappy we played today, even though we won, that crowd will probably almost will us to a win, especially against. The Jets. I'm not disagreeing with you. I do think that that will happen. Yeah. So as far as making the the playoffs goes, yeah, it's it's. We'll discuss it during around the NFL, but it is probably a done deal at this point, probably. But my goodness, there's just nothing I saw today. So what I was referring to was, and the text was, yeah, today we won the battle, but we've lost the war. Okay. And what I mean by that is. Today was the the time where I, because up until now I was under the, still under the thought that the Browns' defense is so good mm-hmm. that they could possibly win playoff games on their own, and with only maybe a little bit of help from the offense, and possibly win playoff games, maybe even get as far as the AFC Championship, maybe even Super Bowl wouldn't be out of the question if mm-hmm. the offense were to actually come around and play mistake-free football. Yeah. Today I've come to the realization that they're not going to play mistake-free <coughs> football. They're, this is just what they are. They just love to turn the ball over. They just love to put the defense in negative situations like what the Bears did today where they had first and goal on the two following an interception. And then they did it even worse in the second half where they just flat out gave up a pick six. I'm exasperated. <coughs> and then the point that just put me absolutely over the edge was the the Bears do – you know, just about the worst thing you can do in mm-hmm. football, particularly when you're nursing a lead, mm-hmm. and that's fumble away a punt. Mm-hmm. Browns get the ball, what was it, at the, at the Bears 20 or something around there? And uh, yeah. so this is your this is your golden opportunity. Get back in the game. We immediately throw an interception. A noodle arm pass that didn't even make it to the receiver when Njoku was open. I just lost it. I, I literally, on that play, I jumped up out of my seat. I threw both arms in the air and started screaming. <laughs> I just compl- and 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 at the same time, you will get to the to the other text between you and Matt, and, I, and and you were saying that the game was over. I was saying the game was over. In fact, I was yep. so exasperated. I said, "Forget it. I'm going. I'm turning off the TV. I'm going upstairs. Scarlett and I are going to go outside. We're going to uh, jump in puddles because it just stopped raining, and, I'm, and we're just going to." Read about the very hungry caterpillar, and we're just gonna have some fun because I can't, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I mean, that's literally what happened. I didn't see any of the fourth quarter after that. <laughs> <laughs> I was done. <laughs> you know we won, right? You just sound like your like like your dog died. <laughs> Pretty much. That's crazy. You know we won, right? <laughs> I cashed a bet on this game. <laughs> How? 
You don't have to tell oh, me what the hell happened man. in the fourth quarter because, like, I. Joe Flacco threw for two, 212 <laughs> yards in the fourth quarter alone. That same dude who couldn't stop throwing the ball to the other team. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. I, I can't believe it. Joe Flacco, 28 of 44, 374 yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions. Three picks, but three <laughs> picks, six. Anyway, anyway uh, unbelievable stuff. 212 yards and a touchdown, which that touch that that touchdown pass to Amari Cooper might might be might be the prettiest pass in the entire NFL. I'm gonna have to show you this because you just said you you didn't. The see The only it time I saw it was just about 20 minutes ago when okay, so Football Night in America did the highlight. Yeah, so you saw it. Unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable stuff. And that was when we were down 17 to 10, so at, with three minutes to go. So that was just an enormous play. It was on third down too, wasn't it? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, third down. It was like third and four or something like that. Um, I also completed a third and fourteen to David and Joku, which ended up going for like thirty-five yards. Yeah, that was on the final drive. David and Joku. We have waited for years for this guy. This is what his. Sixth season in the NFL? I think so, yeah. We have waited for years for this guy. He's a he's a top five tight end in the NFL. Is that is he what you call a late bloomer? I I don't know what you call it, but whatever it is, keep doing it, man. Because he had ten catches for a hundred and four yards and a touchdown today. He was targeted 14 times in this game, and for good reason. 10 catches on 14 targets. Great ratio. I mean, in the first half, it really looked like he was one of the only guys that was actually doing anything out there. And Just, then the yeah. others, I guess, caught up in, at the very end of the game. But, like, yeah. my word. Yeah, Cedric Tillman had a tough game. He's a rookie. He miscommunication on the first interception. Second interception, the ball kind of went through his hands and got tipped up in the air. That was the uh. pick six. I mean, I, I struggle to fault him because he – he got hit as he was going to catch the ball. I mean, it wasn't mm-hmm. like something like the ball just kind of – he was wide open and the ball went through his hands. Unlike Robert Tunyon of the Bears, who dropped the 75-yard touchdown pass wide open. I didn't even mention that one. Like, that was another huge error oh, that the Bears committed. unbelievable. He was a double I, agent. I, bottom line is that we were playing a better team today. We've gotten our doors blown off. That's true. I mean – But we weren't. <laughs> lucky. We weren't. Very, very lucky. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I think you're wrong about the – the one and you're done in the playoffs. As presently constituted, do I think the Browns can win a Super Bowl? No. It's just it, the war of attrition has just crushed this roster. If the Browns, let's say the Browns get two more wins, and let's say, for argument's sake, that Baltimore holds on to the division and Baltimore wins the division. Let's say the Browns are the five seed. The four seed who you would play in the first round of the playoffs is a team that you just beat last week in Jacksonville. Right now is Jacksonville. And who, when we were talking before we went on the air, you mentioned that Jacksonville is one of the worst home teams in the NFL this year. Yeah, they're not good at home. Now, I will say, reason. the Browns are bad on the road, so it's going to be the immov- the, uh, the the immovable, what is it, what do you call it? The irresistible force against the immovable object, Yeah, basically. Bad home team, bad road team going up against each other. But I and on the flip side, tell me, tell me that you don't think that the Browns can go into Jacksonville and win a playoff game as as presently constituted. I think they can. Right now, I don't think the Browns could go on the road and beat anybody in the postseason. Quite frankly, okay. I now to be fair, it's also possible. Like if Jacksonville loses tonight, I don't know if they fall out of the AFC South lead. You've got Houston in there. You've got Indianapolis in there. That Browns have actually won in Indianapolis. Yeah, earlier this season, yep. Indianapolis is not a very good home team either. They're both three and four. They're also that was, three and uh, four at home, along with Jacksonville. So, in theory, it would be a good matchup for the Browns. It's just, I don't know. Were man. all those three wins for Jacksonville at home? Can, were they in Jacksonville? Didn't they win a home game in London? One, where they one were of the wins is in London. Yes. Okay. So technically, they've only won two games at Everbank Field. Um, and the Browns are th- so they're two and four at home. The Browns are two and four on the road right now. Yes. 
So, so what's interesting is we say the Browns can't win on win on the road. They might end up with a 500 road uh, record at the end of the season. Well, that would be. I mean, if if that happens, that probably means they're not losing again. We and, might be talking about an they AFC might be, North title, right? In which case, the Browns might be the number two seed in the entire AFC, or one, or one, <laughs> depending on tiebreakers with Kansas City or Miami or whomever. Listen again, I don't think the Browns can win a Super Bowl as presently constituted. But teams having to go into Cleveland to win a playoff, that might be an atmosphere. Could you imagine an AFC championship game on the lakefront? That might be an atmosphere the NFL has never seen. Very well might be. Uh, I mean, there have been NFC championship games in Seattle. Uh, There have been, you know, conference championship games in Kansas City, which is really loud. This town... Hosting an AFC Championship game, I'm I, I think would be something that has never been seen before. The amount of decibels at, at that stadium would be insane. With the personnel that the Browns have when healthy, and with the coaching staff they have, I do think it's possible in 2024. Sure, I, I don't. Okay. I, yeah, like we said, I, I it's not possible this. And year, listen, that's another thing you just mentioned. That's another thing. And this is me included because I was as harsh as almost anybody on the coaching staff. I, and this is to me included. I don't want to hear any any bashing of the coaching staff for a long time. I talked about it last week on the solo show. The amount of stuff that, that Kevin Stefanski and this coaching staff has had to deal with this season from an injury standpoint, not knowing who's playing, losing essentially – all of your uh, superstar players at one point to injury, uh, a few of them to for the entire season, and being nine and five and on the verge of clinching a playoff spot and still in the running, depending on what happens tonight for the division championship, is one of the best coaching jobs I can remember. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, it, this has been a vexing subject over the last year plus. Yeah. You know, there. I mean, as recently as two weeks ago, Lil Birdie told me that you wrote on X during one of the games. I think it was the Rams game. You wrote Kevin Stefanski is an idiot. <laughs> and then, like, the very next week against Jacksonville, you wrote Kevin Stefanski coach of the year. So, like, <laughs> if that doesn't tell you how much of a week-to-week league this is, I don't know what will. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hand up. That the first tweet might have been an emotional. Uh, I mean, uh. this is why I don't write on X during games. Because, yeah. Oh, today, if I would have wrote on X during today's <laughs> game, oh my friggin' lord! I mean, you guys would be laughing so hard right now. I mean, it'd be so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. I as to go going back to your text. I I guess I I agree with. I, I agree with your sentiment. I don't think the Browns can win a Super Bowl this year. So, yes, in effect, the Browns have lost the war. They may have won the battle today, but they lost the war. But I don't think anything happened today is what uh, made me think that way. I just think the <sighs> the die was cast before today. Maybe it was just first. Like, I was too blind to yeah, see I mean, it first it, first, it may have been uh, the Nick Chubb injury. Um, that was the first domino. But once they lost, and your opinions about the two hundred thirty million dollar man uh, aside, once they lost to Sean Watson, I knew that they had no chance of winning the Super Bowl. But listen, that was before I thought Joe Flacco can get his ass off the couch and come up and throw for uh, three hundred yards in back to back games, and you know. The turnovers obviously are an issue, but the turnovers have been an issue all year. This is nothing new, and the Browns still are nine and five. I don't know. Do I think that the Browns are guaranteed to be a first round exit? No, I don't, because if they end up the five seed and then it, they end up playing the AFC South champion in the first round, I I think the Browns can win that game. After that, yeah, I mean, if they got to go into Baltimore, or they got to go into Kansas City, or they got to go down to Miami, yeah, they're probably not winning those games, but. I think you the know, Browns the, can win a first-round game. The unfortunate thing, okay, so that's where we disagree, but be that as it may, the real tragedy here 
is that if you look at the AFC, it's very balanced. Yeah. Kansas City has been like the patron team, the team that everybody, you know, they're the team to beat, basically. Yeah. They don't look like the team to beat right now. No, and they're going to have, and as as it looks right now, they won today, but, uh, you know, let's say Baltimore takes care of business against Jacksonville tonight. Kansas City's going to have to win a road game in the playoffs for the first time in the Patrick Mahomes era. That might be regardless of whether Baltimore wins tonight or not. Cause sure, yeah, you, sure. You know, even if they lose tonight, they could win their last three, or Miami could win their last three. Sure. And freeze Kansas City out of the one seed. But, I mean, maybe it's a mirage. Maybe Kansas City will do better, you know, a month from now. They, they do have that championship pedigree. But, like, the point is, every single one of those teams atop the AFC has questions. Baltimore has questions. Mm-hmm. Namely, the whole Lamar Jackson thing. I mean, to lose him, they're, they're gone, obviously. But, you yeah. know, they, they've had some games where they've gacked it away late, even at home, against Indy and against us. So... You know, they've, they've had some inexplicable moments. Miami, their main criticism is that they still haven't beaten a team that's worth their salt, really. Um, they'll have a couple of chances down the stretch here, but, like, you know, their schedule's been easy. That's the main reason why they're 10-4. and I mean, mm-hmm. if they had a schedule as hard as the Browns, I don't think they're 10-4 and right now. You know, Jacksonville looked to be pretty legit up until a couple weeks ago. They lost to Cincinnati. They lost to the Browns. They're suffering from the same problem that you know the 49ers went through a couple weeks, you know, about a month ago, when they had to play the AFC North teams. They started losing. Sure, you know, it's it's just it's uncanny that right, like none of the teams in the AFC North are just we're not, none of them are pushovers. Like not even Pittsburgh. Although Pittsburgh yeah. certainly seems to be trending downward now. Finally, <laughs> praise the good Lord. Yeah, seven and seven, uh, and yeah, they are they are on the brink. So. It's interesting. They're dead last. Yeah, they are last in the division now. Because all of a sudden, Joe Burrow goes out for the season. We think that the Bengals are done. They haven't lost since he got hurt. In steps Jake Browning. Who's, Unbelievable. You know, playing great. Who's great enough that the NFL scheduled him for a random drug now test they, on Monday. Yeah. Now, now they had they had like they had a bunch of wet your pants wet your pants uh, type plays yesterday to get that win. That pop up pass the team. Oh, they were very lucky. Yeah, I mean, and the Vikings hey. didn't help themselves down the stretch, but oh. you know they, you know this. That was the only result we didn't get. I, so yeah, far I was this just going to say this quite literally could have been a perfect weekend, barring obviously, uh, what happens with Baltimore. Um, but yeah, that this, it, yeah, it's, you know, and 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 what really sucks is. This might be the year where the AFC is about as gettable as it possibly could be. It really is gettable. If we could just have stayed healthy, you know, some of the you, you mentioned as we started the show, we couldn't run the ball. There we were, couldn't run the ball worth a darn today. There were at least five plays. Where and you can ask my brothers because I was watching the games with them and my dad. There were at least five plays where I mentioned Nick Chubb get where, where either Jerome Ford or Kareem Hunt like get stuffed at the line or get one or two. Where I go, oh, he missed it. Nick Chubb would have gotten fifteen plus yards easy on that play. Where they missed where they were supposed to run or missed the hole or missed or, or, or missed a like hole that. that opened up as when they got the ball. They maybe they went where they're supposed to go. And the hole opened up and somewhere didn't, didn't else see it. and didn't see it. Nick Chubb wow. sees that all the time. Um, so, yeah, uh, we did not run the ball at all. Today. Eighteen carries, twenty-nine yards. Oof, terrible. Oy. They abandoned the run largely because they were down and because they, you know, just couldn't run the ball. It was and listen, useless. I and again, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to criticize Kevin Stefanski again. And normally this would be a game where I would be on the, hey, let's try and, you know, low-scoring game, two bad offenses, two good defenses, let's try and run the ball. It wasn't happening today. So, I listen, normally, especially in that sort of weather in December in Cleveland, you don't want your quarterback throwing the ball damn near 50 times. But we did, and it worked. In the end, it worked. It didn't look like it for about three and a half quarters like it was going to work, but it worked um i do like the fact that 
Stefanski did try to keep an effort to keep it balanced until it became obvious. You know, once you were down ten with in the fourth quarter, you really just had to air it out. Yeah, he did a little bit for um, sure. And and the only reason that the Browns got into that situation was because pick six, another interception that set the Bears up on the two, and the Bears. They really had a hard time even scoring from the two-yard line in that situation. Defense, if they don't get that 12-man penalty on second down, they, they may well have held them out. Yeah. You know, it's that, I mean, that was like really the only bad thing the defense did all day other than almost giving up the Hail Mary on the final play. Speaking of the Hail, Hail Mary, did you see the, the, uh, the side angle of the end zone? Just to see just how close that Chicago came to winning that game on the Hail Mary? Watch this. I mean, I did not see the side angle. Oh my goodness gracious! There the ball was, was in his in belly. His belly. How in the world did? Well, it's a wet ball. Yeah, slippery. I, I guess. You know. Oh, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. But somehow, some way, the Browns came in with a win. They're nine and five. We go again next week. We go to Houston. Which boy, the tenor of you know you would you would. You know, even though we, you know, Deshaun played in Houston last year, uh, both teams fighting for a playoff spot. You're going to Houston. Uh, that was not something that anybody imagine saw the amount at the of beginning of the year. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine the amount of vitriol? I mean, last year when when Deshaun, when we, the Browns went into Houston last year, the Houston they were terrible. Nobody even went to the game. It was mainly Browns fans at that game. Right, would not be the case. Uh, this go around. Not this time around. If Deshaun around. was taking no. a nine and five Browns team into an eight and six Houston Texans team, which we'll get into in around the Who, NFL. Like in Houston's case, they're doing the opposite of what we're doing. They're rooting like hell for Baltimore tonight. Yeah, because they'll be in a tie for the division lead if they if Jacksonville drops this game tonight. A three way tie, by the way. Yeah, Indianapolis is involved too. I mean, we we talked about how horrific that division was going to be this year. Not uh, really. There's a chance that they get three teams into the playoffs this year. Not impossible. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, that that division turned out to be pretty good. Now, mm. now is there a Super Bowl contender in the bunch? No. No. But there are three good teams that could all end up finishing with, you know. Well, now let me let me clarify that. I don't think it would be out of this world if Jacksonville did make the Super Bowl. Yeah. They've not looked so good the last couple of weeks, but you know, they actually have a healthy quarterback A, which a lot of teams don't have. Yep. You know, B, their defense is you – now, the Browns made them look pretty bad last week, but for the most part, their defense is decent. They, if they can sort that out, the last couple of weeks haven't been so good. You know, maybe they're just going through a little bit of a swoon like the 49ers did, like the Bengals did, you know, like some of these other teams, like the Eagles are going through right now. They've lost their last two. You know, if they're able to arrest the slide today, I, I could see a scenario where they could possibly get there because, again – Take your pick in the AFC. I don't feel great about any like the only team that you can say definitively like should be in the Super Bowl at this point is San Francisco because they look like they are just yeah they are pretty much everybody they're playing right now boy and yeah. as an, as a quasi Eagles fan it almost pains me to say that but it's true yeah like, San Fran just I, they're mauling everybody they play right now yeah I mean they look unstoppable I mean literally the only thing that's going to uh stop them it looks like is you know if their key players get injured again because that's what yeah, caused like, their their three game swoon in the middle of the season but as soon as their guys got healthy again that right off they went just ripping off five six games in a row like if they have a healthy christian mccaffrey a healthy debo samuel yep. a healthy trent williams you know, trent williams uh the guys like that. george kittle brandon Ayuk. i mean the 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 embarrassment of riches these guys have is unbelievable when did they get Chase Young, by the way? Uh, about five, six weeks ago, right at the trade deadline. That was a nice little pickup. Yeah, you think? <laughs> yeah. I think the, I think the last two years, uh, mid-season, for second-round picks, they've gotten Christian McCaffrey and Chase Young. That's theft. Yeah. Are uh, you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, John Lynch says, F those draft picks. So, yeah. But, yeah, they are... It's incredible. They started the year 5-0. and They looked unbeatable. Uh, they came in here to Cleveland talking a bunch of trash. 
uh, like three or four of their guys got hurt in the first half of that game. They <laughs> they lost to the Browns without Deshaun Watson, and then they proceeded to lose the next two games. They lost three in a row, and their guys came back uh, healthy, and now they've run off six straight wins. It's unbelievable. If they're healthy, they're winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's hard to imagine the scenario where they where they wouldn't based yeah. on right now. But if again, they're healthy, nobody's going into San Francisco and, and beating them in the playoffs, in my opinion. The, the strange part about it is, like, well, I don't know. It, it it just goes to show you just how big health really is, not just for the Browns, oh, but league wide. Like, God, you get your key guys hurt, and all of a sudden it's just you know, boom, you're in big trouble. You know, I we were down to one starting offensive lineman today, Wyatt Teller. Yeah, and who I, know? I wrote today if Wyatt Teller gets injured, just full of tense right now. Like, <laughs> like, forget it. I mean, pretty much. We'll see what what the extent of Joel Batonio's injury was. It lo- it almost looked like it was. I mean, obviously we'll know more in the coming days, but it looked like it was more precautionary because he stayed in his uniform and he was standing on the sidelines the rest of the game. He didn't like go into the locker room or anything like that. So hmm. hopefully it's just precautionary. But like we've lamented over the last few weeks, we are now down to our fourth and fifth tackles. Our backup center got hurt today. We were down to our third center today. Down to your third string center and right tackle, I believe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh and then you're you're on your backup left guard and your backup left tackle. It's just the the attrition on this roster so is just unbelievable. If it sounds like I'm being overly negative today about the Browns <laughs> not passing the eye test, right? Like thank God the NFL doesn't work like college football where you, yeah, right. it's, it's basically like the eye test matters. Like yeah. We'd be in big trouble right now if that well, was Well, right, the case. yeah. I mean, you look at college but... football. They had a team that went undefeated from a Power 5 conference, and they kicked them out of the playoff because their quarterback was injured. Yeah. That's, just, mean, that's so wrong. Just unbelievable. <laughs> and really, they probably got it right because right now, if you put Florida State and Alabama on, on a neutral field, Alabama probably beats them by 20. Probably. But Which is the sad truth. It's like, but the thing is, yeah. you know, the Browns – this is it's not a, anything that they've done wrong. I mean, again, no. For them to be 9 and 5 right now is incredible. They're defying all kinds of odds right now. Not just the fact they're 9 and 5, but they've beaten good teams along yes. the way. I mean, we mentioned San Francisco and that's the best team of all right there. I think and then, I think the Browns are 6 and 3 against teams with winning records this year. Uh, they've beaten Cincinnati. Yeah. They've beat Pittsburgh. Well, Pittsburgh's yep. not over 500 anymore. They were when we beat them. True. Uh Jacksonville. Jacksonville. San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, Indianapolis, Cincinnati, Week One, Indy. They lost to Seattle. Is that six? I know they've beaten six. I know they've beaten six winning teams when they played them. So when they played them, they were winning. Yeah, football Pittsburgh teams. would count. So yeah, they're metric. six. They're six. They're six and three. Um, the only other team, uh, the only team that's technically better than them in that scenario is Philadelphia on percentage points. Philly's five and two against teams over with a. Uh, 500. Uh, the Eagles have had a better record. Murder, murderers row type schedule too. Yeah. So it this isn't fugazi what the Browns are doing. Maybe it is now because we have so many guys out. Like the Browns are just winning on, you know, spirit and, you know, us against the world like, you know, they're not the Put it this way. Outside of San Francisco and maybe Philadelphia, if the Browns are fully healthy, they are the be- one of the, Top three best teams in football, in my opinion. I would just go by saying if the Browns had a healthy Deshaun Watson, a healthy Nick Chubb, yes. a healthy Jack Conklin, and give all us these a couple guys linemen right now, back. Yes, if, if they had all those guys right now, the Browns would be the favorite to win the AFC. Yes, as far as I'm concerned, a hundred percent. And that sucks to say because it's just like the Whoa. only the only other team you could possibly say could be over them right now would be Baltimore, but that yeah. would be even a hard sell because you know the season series was split. You yeah. know. Might come down to who's hosting and but even the look title game, but, like, but even look only just getting Deshaun only just having Deshaun Watson in that game we won in Baltimore this year yeah I give me Watson and Chubb and like you said give me one or two offensive linemen right now we're saying yeah the Browns are going to the playoffs and the Browns are going to the Super Bowl it would be a very high possibility I mean it'd be. And hell, probably not over fifty percent, but listen, it'd be over thirty three percent. Give give us a couple linemen, not even Deshaun Watson, because of the way Joe Flacco's playing. Just give me just give me Chubb back and like our tackles, our starting tackles back. And the Browns are probably 
Yeah, it's the same thing. The Browns are, in my opinion, are the favorite to win the AFC. It'd be a very easy argument to make. I mean, especially look at, look with at, as good as the defense has been at home. Yeah. Um, look at what Joe Flacco's doing with no run game. Only giving up three legit points today. Yeah. You know, it's. I'm lamenting a little bit here because you, they're fighting a battle they can't win. Ultimately, well, I should say they're fighting a war they can't win. Yeah. They're winning individual they're winning battles. They're winning these little battles. Yeah. With Smoke and mirrors, quite frankly. This game seemed like the Jets game from last year in reverse, the the way it yeah. ended up in the end. Listen, I'm not going to give you any fight for be, uh, because I was wrong, too. I feel like a bad fan today, honestly, but, you know. Well, maybe a little bit because you turned the game off. <laughs> but really, you could say uh, maybe you shouldn't watch games now because when you turned it off, the Browns came back and won. Hey, that's a thought. And you know what? Next week would be an easy game for me to miss because it's on Christmas Eve, you know. Yeah. So I I don't know man it, I'm not like the most superstitious person in the world. But One like, o'clock that's... on Christmas Eve too, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, it is. So I know we played on Christmas Day at night two years ago at Lambeau. That was the infamous game that pretty much decided Baker Mayfield's fate in Cleveland, where he yeah. threw four interceptions against the against the Packers. That game was for the take. It, it was a very <laughs> Sim- similar game to today. Yeah, the game was right there for the taking. Except that the only difference is we lost that game. Yeah. So you know, with all the turnovers. So anyway, any way you slice it, the Browns are not. Oh, by the way, I, I, listen, we kind of mentioned it. I got to give, and I know he's listening. Uh, got to give Matt Steigerwald credit. He was the uh, we're not dead yet. Uh, you know, voice of reason in our uh, dismay in the group chat uh, because you and I both said that the game was over when Flacco threw that interception after we recovered the muff punt. Uh, it just looked like it just wasn't going to be our day. There was no signs that the Browns were going to get up off the mat and do anything offensively at that point. But I hey, certainly didn't see them with getting two good, as good or better scoring opportunities the rest of the game. Than yeah. That. Yeah. So you know, give Matt credit; he believed. So all credit to all credit to our buddy Steigerwald. Uh, and um, yeah, so he was right; we were wrong. That's for sure. And thank goodness we were wrong because, yeah. yeah. The, really, the only major – I said I had my notes for this show already. We were basically going quarter. to – if, if and, we had end up losing that game, we were going to be playing for our playoff lives in Houston next week. Yeah, which which is terrifying. The especially, way, the well, especially the road. If, yeah, especially if C.J. Stroud comes back, which we don't know if he's going to. But they like, – they having have, to play indoors on turf where the Browns have been horrific this season. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But like Yeah, like the only like this 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 show would have been for me a funeral if the Browns actually had lost this game. But to me it's it's only slightly better now that they won. It's it, crazy but. how the how the NFC game uh would have been the funeral. But Yeah. Listen, you there. You consider those to be not as important because they're not considered for tiebreakers, really. Yeah. But like, I assuming I just don't see much of a pathway for us to beat Houston or Cincinnati. Assuming we don't have three or four more players going IR like we had uh, this past week, I think the Browns are going to win in Houston on Sunday. Oh my, really? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I do. I do. So we shall see. But uh, but yeah, so. Let's uh let's move on here. Browns are 9 and 5. They have a solid grip on the 5 seed right now. Uh they control their own destiny to get into the playoffs. Uh, with a win in Houston next week, that I don't know if the Browns can technically clinch with a win in Houston next week, but it's it's basically there if that happens. Yeah, they probably won't given that there's four teams at 8 and 6 right now. Yeah. But they would uh, all have to lose basically. I mean, we'll get to that here in a second. In fact, let's start the around the NFL here. Yep. Uh going back to Thursday, the Raiders dropped 63 points on the Chargers. Not only six- that. They got shut out. Oh no, wait. Yeah, shut they got out shut the out. Quarter. No, they got shut out the week before. Oh, it's right. the Chargers. They lost three nothing to the Vikings. The Vikings. God, what is going on with my brain? Yeah, the Raiders scored no points last week. They scored sixty three points this week. Sixty three, and your boy here took the Raiders minus the points and the under because they got shut out last week, 
and the Chargers did not have Justin Herbert as their quarterback, I thought the under was a sure thing. Just like the Steelers-Patriots game where I took the over, the over hit at halftime. Before halftime. <laughs> the the over-under in that game was 35 and a half. It was 42 nothing at the halftime. The Raiders did it by themselves. 35 nothing, and one of the teams didn't score, and the over hit at halftime. Crazy. That's unreal. It's unfree. I thought, for, I thought for sure that the at that point that the Raiders were going to go on and set the record. So the Chargers didn't even allow their coach Brandon Staley yeah, or their is. or their general manager back on the plane after the game. Yeah, the they Chargers were, were the Chargers were actively <laughs> trying to get Staley fired. So How are you an NFL team and are losing forty two to nothing at halftime? <laughs> and I don't want to hear L Chargers. And I don't want to hear the excuse of our quarterback was out. The Browns are going to make the playoffs starting four different quarterbacks this year. Ultimately, it's neither here nor there. The Raiders and Chargers are both not going to the playoffs. So, But anyway, Saturday, there were some very meaningful games as far as the AFC playoff race, including inside the AFC North. The first game of the day, the Vikings had a thirteen, excuse me, a 17-3 lead over the Bengals going into the fourth quarter, and then the Bengals' offense woke up with a vengeance in the fourth quarter, got a couple of lucky breaks along the way, and were able to beat the Vikings in overtime 27-24, that was a massive win for Cincinnati. Got them to eight and six. That was a Ugh. crushing loss for the Vikings. Dropped them to seven and seven. Yep. Where they're now fighting for their playoff lives, and they yep. got to play Detroit two the next three weeks. Which the crazy thing about Cincinnati. The crazy thing about Cincinnati is you think that they are basically they're in the mix now, but they essentially need every single other team that's eight and six to lose. They don't win tiebreakers against literally anybody. Which makes it very odd because. They're actually in the sixth seed right now, which doesn't make any sense to me because they're only three and six in the in the conference play. Yeah, they won guess, all well, five maybe... of their games against the NFC, but they they have a head to head win against Indy and they have a head to head win against um, Buffalo. That's true. I so, guess I should retract that a little bit. Yeah, those we'll are the see. only two teams I think they've beaten head to head because like there's no scenario in which they'll get the Bengals tiebreaker over the Browns. Because they've already lost four times inside the AFC North. Yes. So even if they beat the Browns uh, Week 18, doesn't matter. They they gotta hope that the Browns keep winning, honestly, and lock up the five seed. Right. That they don't get involved in that mix. It, with yeah. Them, they don't get into a like a yeah like a three four team uh, tiebreaker scenario. So yeah. This season has been exactly what it's been for the Bengals for the past three seasons. Now they have been terrible against the other teams inside the division. But yet, for some reason, the whole rest of the NFL just cannot beat the Bengals. It's, it's unbelievable. I don't know why that is the case, but either either way, they're still in this thing. But one team inside the division that is trending the opposite direction is Pittsburgh. They were hanging around with Indianapolis for a while, but they got crushed in the second half. They lost thirty to thirteen. Good morning, good afternoon, and good Indianapolis night. is now eight and six. Pittsburgh is now seven and seven, and in free fall after losing. The two previous weeks to Arizona and New England at home, I mean, that's I, this has got to be the end for them. Like you, you would think, you think, but who knows? I mean, they still have to go to Seattle. They still have to go to Baltimore. Like hard to imagine them. But Indianapolis, they've they've hung around in this thing, and and they're eight and six as well. They're currently just on the outside looking in, thanks to tiebreakers, but. Who knows? The Colts might still be able to pull this thing. But, again, they're a good team as far as the Browns are concerned to be 8-6 and six right now. The Browns have a tiebreaker over them. One team the Browns do not have a tiebreaker over and are getting flattened by head-to-head is Denver. But Denver got flattened on Saturday night by Detroit, 42-17. to That is excellent. The Lions actually went to 10-4 and four with that win. The Broncos fall to 7-7. Seven and seven. So much like Pittsburgh who currently holds the tiebreaker on us. Denver does as well. Hold on, wait, wait, excuse me. What, what city did you say? Denver? Uh, no, the other one. Oh, Pittsburgh. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Pittsburgh! When- yeah. So, <laughs> everything that happened Saturday, other than the Bengals' comeback, was unequivocally great for the Browns, especially Pittsburgh and Denver losing. That made everything much better going into Sunday. 
Then the Browns won, which made things even better, uh, getting them to 9-5, and five, putting them two games up on the two teams that have tiebreaker on them that are close to them right now, Denver yep. and Pittsburgh. Enormous. So, that, that Lions win was enormous. Yeah. Not only because I hit the uh, first touchdown score at plus 800 uh, for, a, for a nice little profit there. Thank you, Sam Laporta. But also uh, because the Broncos lost. Yeah. So going to the other 1 o'clock window games today, we talked about Houston earlier. Houston had a tough one today against the Titans. It was it, This game went to OT, but... The Texans were able to pull it out 19-16, to 16, even without C.J. Stroud. That is big. That, that gets them to 8-6. and six. Also, an underlying theme of that game was the fact that the Titans were wearing the uh, Oilers throwback uniforms and essentially just throwing it into Houston's face. Uh, why would they do that? All that's going to do is just rile up the Texans. And look, like, the Texans won even without their you know uh, rookie of the year quarterback. That is bad form. That is karma, man. Yep. Yep, I That's agree. That's not smart. And it's also the Titans blow. So, yeah, Five and nine, they're not very good. Yeah. Uh, so, continuing the 1 o'clock window, we had the Chiefs. Um, they didn't necessarily Ooh, look, Ona, the Chiefs. They didn't necessarily look great today, but they did enough to beat the Patriots in Foxborough 27-17. to Honestly, when have the Chiefs looked good this year? Not Even really. in their wins, they don't look good. No, I mean, it almost gets the feel like they're just like, well, when we really have – they're just going to try for the switch flip. Yeah. And that's almost what it seems like. They're being lazy and they're they're talking, you know, trying to do the switch flip when it gets to January. I don't know if it's going to work, but I guess we'll have to see. Continuing on, in the convoluted race that is the NFC South, you had the all three contenders playing in the one o'clock window. Mm-hmm. Two of the teams won their game, but the one that didn't was the Atlanta Falcons. They had to play in an absolute downpour in Charlotte, where it was raining even harder than it was here. And where tickets were getting resold before this game for just four bucks, <laughs> which is hilarious. But the Panthers, oddly enough, a game-winning field goal in the end. It was only a twenty-three yarder, but mm. uh, even in that driving rain, it was a it was a walk-off field goal win for the Panthers. They're nine; they win nine-seven over the Falcons, and that is just about the worst loss you could fathom for the Falcons. Not just the fact they lost to a one-win team, but they would have stayed in a tie for the division race with, if they had just taken care of business and they didn't. Yeah, look, I mean, I, we haven't talked about the Tampa Bay game yet, have we? No, we have not. I was the fighting Baker, next. the fighting Baker Mayfields, man. Yeah. <laughs> Tampa Bay right now is in the driver's seat to host a playoff game. On picks, that was the only game I've gotten wrong so far today. Uh, I went with the Packers over the Buccaneers largely just because of location and the weather. I. And Packers also, and also, we don't uh, lose games at home in December. Baker Mayfield's past performance in that building, that too. notwithstanding, although he he literally did, he literally was the antithesis of that today. He threw for almost 400 yards and four touchdowns, no interceptions today. Guy was he unbelievable. Was today. Awesome today. Buccaneers. Wins. I know that chaps my brother Anthony's ass because he, <laughs> he's the antithesis of a Baker Mayfield fan. <laughs> he's like number one Baker hater, and pretty much he has is. been pretty much his whole career. Him and Aaron Goldhammer. Aaron Gold. Thirty-four twenty, the Buccaneers over the Packers. That's a tough loss for Green Bay. That drops yep. them to six and eight. Buccaneers are now seven and seven. They're still holding the NFC South lead on tiebreaker over the Saints. They won twenty-four to six over the Giants today. That was a game that really wasn't competitive from the start. So, I think Tampa and New Orleans do have to play again. It might even be the last week of the season. So. Who knows? That it's one of those things that could come down to the final week. But at this point, you'd have to, with Baker the way he's played today, if he can have any sort of form like that down the stretch, I mean, I'd be in Tampa's corner, honestly. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I got a little distracted here. I got to read this. <laughs> Joe Flacco has started three games for the Cleveland Browns, right? Yeah. He's two and one. Yes. Joe Flacco moves into a tie for 14th and wins as a starting quarterback for the Browns since 1999. He is tied with Johnny Menzel, Jake DeLome, and Case Keenum. Sounds He's about... played three games. Sounds about right. <laughs> Just goes to show you the amount of quarterbacks we've had. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I don't ever want to hear anybody bitch about their quarterback being hurt or their quarterback sick, uh, sucking or anything like that. Come talk to me before you start bitching about your quarterback. 
So just before the game, the 1 o'clock window kicked off today, one of the games I bet on today was Miami versus the Jets. Mm. And I almost pulled this bet back because I heard that Tyreek Hill was declared inactive right yeah. before the game. Thank goodness I didn't because the Dolphins absolutely laid the wood to the Jets, 30 to nothing. Um, that's par for the course for Miami when they play at home against a bad team, which is pretty much everybody they play, it seems. Yep. Facts. Um, they're 10-4, and four, but again, there still is that question of who have you really beat? Yep. No one, really. So I think they play, what, Dallas and Baltimore? Or is it someone else that's good? Uh, they played two, and then oh, Buffalo, too, the last week. So Miami's got a tough ending to the season coming up. Yeah, listen. We uh, may find out they, if they're finally legit or not. They do not have the division sewn up yet. No, they don't. Uh, Buffalo they're, they're has two games up, but they're losing yeah. the tiebreaker. Buffalo has kind of gotten up off the mat here. Uh, they have. Well, I'm going there next. Yeah, they uh, – Listen, I was a moron, and I actually bet on the Cowboys against a good team on the road. Why would I ever do that? I, maybe it's just because of my disdain for the Bills. Could be. I hate the Bills, by the way. Cowboys did not get off the bus in Orchard Park today. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're entitled to have a crappy performance. They've, they've like awesome the last three, four weeks running, but uh, they did not do anything. They couldn't stop the run even a little bit today. No, uh, James uh, Cook ran wild. <laughs> Wild, like Hulkamania, brother. <laughs> the Bills win easily, thirty-one to ten. The Bills are now eight and six. Yep. I honestly thought that the last two weeks were basically going to be the end for Buffalo. I I did not see them winning either game, quite yeah. frankly. But when they beat Kansas City last week, I was like, okay, yeah, I can see them. I actually bet on Buffalo because I was like, smart. Okay, bet. I'll go back with them. I'm like, they've not. It seems like that's been a bogey team for me on betting, but they got yep. it done today. And Dallas, you know, maybe they'll just shake this off. But the thing for Dallas is now they got to hope that that Philly drops another game. If they don't lose to Seattle, I'm on telling night, you, I'm telling you this right now. If Dallas has to go on the road in the first round of the playoffs, I don't care if it's the Tampa Bay, they're, they're not, losing. They're probably not winning. They they're not going good to on lose. The road. Yes, I'm telling you right now. Dallas better hope Philly, like Jalen Hurts, doesn't play tomorrow and Philly loses in Seattle because if not. Right. The Boy. last three games for Philly, and they've had a murderer's row schedule like the last six or seven weeks. But yeah. the last three games, they play Arizona and they play the Giants twice. Yeah. They're not likely to lose any of the last three. No. Unless Tommy DeVito gets them. Tommy Cutlets. He had a good run there for the last two games. He wasn't so good today, but uh, no. maybe it was just welcome to the NFL moment today. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Jones, your starting job. Forget about it. <laughs> Oh, uh, hey, oh! <laughs> Anyhow, other games in the four o'clock window today. The Rams they got Rams. back to five hundred today. They beat the Commanders twenty-eight to twenty. That was a win for me. I had that minus six and a half. We're tooting our own horns here on Pigskin Pick'em. We are both four and one right now for the week. Good week, man. Good week. Yeah, I've had about four good weeks in a row now. We're both betting on the Jaguars tonight. So if if they get this game, that would be five and one for both of us, which would be fantastic. Yep. Um, and then the 49ers, aforementioned, uh, 45 points today. I mean, they gave up 29 points today, so their defense didn't have a great game, but their offense was just unstoppable again. They beat the Cardinals 45-29. to They are and... just, I mean, they are, they are like a snowball rolling downhill, man. They are just not going to be stopped. And let's hope for that because their next game, and yep. at home against Baltimore. That's why the, that's why this game going on literally right now as we're recording this is massive. If Jacksonville can somehow beat Baltimore at home, the Browns, listen, folks, there's a very good chance that the Browns could be tied for the division lead next Sunday. It is possible. But, I, well, I don't well, I don't think it's likely because I don't think we're going to beat Houston, but it is possible. Well, we disagree on that, but uh, when is that? Ravens. That would that okay. Would so, the, so that's the Sunday night or next week. Oh, that actually, Monday that, that's night. Monday night, Christmas night. Yeah. So we won't, we won't uh, be tied for the division lead in any scenario next Sunday. Yeah, uh, next, next Sunday, Sunday we'd have to wait another twenty four hours. Yeah, we'd have to wait for yeah. Yep. Indeed. So, what does this mean in totality? So again, you got the Browns at nine and five. They're still the top wild card team. No, they're free and clear at fifth place. You the pile up behind them, which was all those teams at seven and six. Two teams fell off that pack this week. 
it was Pittsburgh and Denver, which is awesome because mm-hmm. both of those teams had tiebreakers on us. Mm-hmm. So now the teams are all at eight and six. You're really not worried about in terms of tiebreakers. Buffalo, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, and Houston. Well, you might have to worry about Houston if you lose them next week. But uh, right, you know, it's not a bad group that's right behind you. You've got some leeway. It's a good thing, you know. So. If you look at the, across the whole conference, Baltimore is still first by a half game at ten and three. Miami is ten and four, mm-hmm. and then after that, you've got the Chiefs at nine and five, and Jacksonville at eight and five. So, this game tonight between Baltimore and Jacksonville, huge one for Jacksonville, huge one for Baltimore, and also pretty big for Kansas City and Miami. Yep. Uh, in, because all of them still have a shot at the one seed. I'd argue even that the Browns still have a shot at the one seed nominally, just based on record. If the if the Ravens lose uh, tonight, yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, and the odd thing about this is, like, who's the most dangerous team out there in that 8-6 pack? It's got to be Buffalo. Uh, you know, how, cra- like, how crazy is it? We spent the first half of this episode lamenting how we don't think the Browns have a chance to win the Super Bowl. If the Ravens lose tonight, we're one game out of the one seed. Out of the one seed. <laughs> that's just that's just how insane this this NFL season has been. Yeah, that's why I said earlier, like the AFC is so balanced, and there, and all the teams, all the top teams, all have questions. Yeah, you know, you just don't have that dominant team like you had, it, like you have with San Fran, like and to a lesser extent Philly in the NFC. You know, if you look at the NFC, San Fran number one, Philly number two, Dallas number th- well is number five, the top wild yep. card, Detroit is third at 10-4, and four, and then, of course, the NFC South leader will nominally be fourth. Yep. Um, in your wild card right now in the NFC, you've got Minnesota, Tampa, well, not Tampa, technically the lead in the division, New Orleans, and the L.A. Rams are your 6-7-8, and then Seattle, if they were to win on Monday night against Philly, they would move into that pack as well. So those, those are your teams that you're kind of looking at, and then you've got Green Bay and Atlanta at six and eight. God, that loss by Green Bay today was and and Atlanta. Goodness gracious, Atlanta yeah. just screwed themselves today yeah. by losing to Carolina. Yep. So th- those are all the teams that still have a look in the NFC. If you were six and eight in the NFC in the AFC, which the Raiders well, you're are, dead. Like, you're dead. Dead. There's, there's just no way. Like, even if the Raiders won out and got nine and eight, they're still not getting it. Exactly. So the threshold is just higher in the AFC. It, it's it's very compact. Like ten and four, if the Ravens lose tonight, ten and four will be first place. Eight and six is ninth. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of good teams out there, but there's not a lot of great teams. There's only like really based. It depends on how much you value current form yeah. to really debate whether Philly is great or not. But like, if you don't think Philly is great, then there's only one great team, and that's San Fran. Yeah. So. <laughs> the 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 great team uh, counter has been ticked off because of injuries. I mean, the Browns were healthy. You'd put the Browns in there. If if Joe, well, I can't even say that because they're winning without Joe Burrow. But I would say if Joe Burrow was healthy, you would take Cincinnati more seriously. Oh, you absolutely would. Uh, who else? Who am I missing? Who's gotten injured? Indianapolis. Well, yeah, I. Indy, yeah. I mean, they're missing their quarterback too, but it was not an established like yeah. you know MVP type candidate. So there is a few at least. There there would be a few more you know serious challengers at the top if uh, uh, you know. How teams seriously do you take Houston? You know that that's kind of your like team that's come out of nowhere. They do have a healthy well, they don't have a healthy starting quarterback at the moment, but I'm assuming he's going to be back next week. Yeah, we'll see. Now, concussion, concussions are fickle things, man. How seriously do you take Jacksonville? Like they're sort of a vexing team too. I take that. I'll take them seriously if they win tonight. I think that's it. Like yeah. if Jacksonville wins tonight, I think you have to give them a serious look. If they lose tonight, that's three straight losses, and they're no longer a guarantee to win that AFC South. Yeah, they win tonight, they're probably winning that AFC South. It would not surprise me. You could have any number of four, five, six teams come out of the AFC. Even yeah. a team like Buffalo, who like I was ready to write their obituary two weeks ago, yeah. you know, it looks like they've completely come back now. Whereas in the NFC, if it was anyone but San Fran, or if it wasn't them, Philly's the only team I could see even have a remote shot of knocking them off. Yeah, if they're healthy, if it was anyone but them, I'd be floored. Yeah, I agree. I, 
seriously. Like, no disrespect to the Lions, who I think are having a fantastic season. But Agree. Like, but I the Lions are them. not going into San Francisco in an NFC Championship game and winning. No. I'm sorry. And they and they started or even the, divisional round. And listen, they started the season going into Arrowhead and winning. I just I I, I don't see it. I, I don't. Which we thought was like best win of the NFL season when it happened. Yeah. In lieu of what we know now about Kansas City, maybe it doesn't look quite as impressive, but it's still impressive. True. So yeah, that's it. That is where we stand right now. A whole lot of unknown still in the middle of December. Just a whole lot of unknown. I think I'm the one who's like basically trying to play film director and basically trying to, you know, say this is exactly what's going to happen the rest of the way. But I'm not Nostradamus. I could be wrong. So yeah. at this point, I kind of hope I am, and that we go to Houston and win next week. Quite frankly, I think Houston's going to hang like 42 on us, and it's going to be terrible. But we will see. Yeah, I don't know. I doubt it. But yeah, I mean, looking at the track record, you might be right, given given how the Browns, and especially how the defense has played on the road. They, 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 I just don't trust the defense on the road. I really don't. The dichotomy of the Browns' defense, home the, the, the home versus road splits are insane. The Browns are giving up over 30 points a game on the road defensively. They are giving up under 13 defensively at home. Yeah. And even that stat was a little bit off in terms of today because you would consider the Bears – Scoring an offensive touchdown today, but they started the drive on the two-yard line. For all intents and purposes, <laughs> the Bears scored three points today. Right. Yeah. We have had games at home against Cincinnati, gave up three points. Tennessee gave up three points. Arizona, shut out. And today, really, three points we gave up defensively. Uh, defensively. There have been other games, too. I mean, listen, I, I just talked about how we gave up 30 on the road. Part of that is because... We uh, had a pick six and a scoop and score in week two against Pittsburgh on our yep. defense. So, yeah, they have not been good on the road, but some of that is not their fault. So, right. we just listen, even with all the injuries that we had, if we just don't it, – and listen, I, I've been a I'm, broken I, record I'm, saying I'm this. I'm done just saying it. Uh, you're, you're, yeah, I, you're probably I'm, right. I'm done. I'm just, just assuming at this point the offense is just going to keep turning the ball over. It is what it is. Yeah, I wish I wasn't there, but I'm just there. Yeah, you're right. You are absolutely right. So, anyway, Browns win today. You might not know it by the way we talked uh, through a lot of this episode, but I take the blame for that. <laughs> somehow we are nine and five. Somehow, if we win next week, we basically are in the playoffs and basically are the five seed. And there's still so much. Yeah, there's that, still so much unknown. What you and, just mentioned is is the kicker for next week. If the Browns beat Houston, the there's almost seed. there's almost no scenario in which they're going to lose out on the five seed. It's yeah. just not going to happen, right? Like because they're prob- they're going to come home and they're going to smack the Jets around. That would mean even if they lost to the Jets, that would still require either Cincinnati or Buffalo or someone else to win out from eight and six. Indianapolis, yeah, you know it's it's not all that likely. Yeah, but I mean, like you said, we have the tiebreaker over Indy. We have the tiebreak. Well, ja- right. If Jacksonville falls into the wild card, we have the tiebreaker over Jacksonville. Over them too. Um, yeah. So the Browns are in a good spot as far as tiebreakers go. They just have to take care of their own business. That's the thing. We we have our own destiny to finish uh, as the five seed, and then whatever happens with Baltimore, we could go even higher than that. It is in our court. Just take care of business. Whether C.J. Stroud plays or not next week, just beat Houston. And we are there. So that's going to do it for this episode. Sorry, go ahead. Just be thankful for what you have and what you don't have. Agreed. In a, in a sense, a lot of we're coming up on Christmas next week. A lot of what the Christmas season is about is giving and being thankful for who and what you do have. Be thankful that the Browns are nine and five. 100%. Try not to stress on the fact that we've got a million injuries and everything. Yeah, listen, we have I, we can have the whole the entire offseason to lament all of the injuries and what could have been had our our star players have been healthy. But enjoy enjoy this team playing and fighting and clawing and scratching with against all odds with everything going against them as far as on an injury standpoint. This team is still 
it it could have been very easy given the way that the first half went and the beginning of the second half went for the Browns to just fold up the tents. They didn't do it. They came back in the fourth quarter. We both expected it. We both called it, and it didn't happen. So, so listen, keep just keep believing. I'm gonna follow yeah. my own advice. Today was I get this negativity out today, and then there you go. Tomorrow's Victory Monday. Hell yeah! And we're gonna go forth from there. So. Yep. So that's going to do it for the post-game show. Uh, appreciate you guys listening, as always. Uh, you can find us on social media. At Stiffs McGee, even though I don't post during games. And at ah. Daniel J. Ford. You can follow the show at the LOTL Podcast. And, uh, yeah, we will catch you guys next week, hopefully uh, after a Browns win again. And we will essentially be celebrating a playoff berth next week. Maybe not officially, but we might just call it next week. It, it's like it's like when you uh, when when enough of the precinct is in for uh, for a vote, the we might projected winner. We might just call it yeah. next week with with a win with a win caveat. So appreciate you guys listening as always. The Browns are nine and five. They beat the Chicago Bears today down at the stadium, twenty to seventeen. And uh, as Steve said, tomorrow is Victory Monday, so celebrate accordingly. And then we will get ready for Houston. See you, everybody. Bye.